Welcome to the LYA Podcast. This is a place for authentic discussion for young adults. We want to provide a commentary, backed by God's Word, to help you thrive in your 20-something years. Let's dive into this week's discussion. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the LYA Podcast Live. We are going on the computer. We are online uh, on Instagram. We are online on Facebook. People are piling into the feed right now. We are so excited to be with you guys tonight. Uh, We have got an action-packed episode um, for you guys tonight. We're going to be talking about Two topics, as always, I am joined by Gabby and Chase. Hello. Hello. And uh, off screen tonight, chat hosting you guys on Facebook and Instagram is the incredible Ashley Lawrence. She loves you guys. Uh, She is so excited to chat host you guys tonight because you guys are a little far away from us, so it's a little hard to see. Uh, But man, great episode planned for you guys tonight. Uh, We have a huge surprise for all of you who are tuning in early. Uh, So if you're the early bird tonight, you have a special treat. Chase, for the very first time, is going to be performing a country song on the podcast. If you're hype about the country song, let us know in the chat. Here it is. Waking up in the morning. Just trying to get some food. Sausage and egg sounds pretty good. You know what sounds better than that? You know what sounds better, David? What sounds better, Chase? Welcome to the Waffle House. Welcome to the Lord's house. The Lord's house is always the Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's all we got. Oh, yeah. So I literally <laughs> retuned the entire guitar and did all of that for a one-minute musical gag. That was fantastic. That's probably my favorite thing we've ever done on the podcast. It's, Y'all got to see it live. You guys got to see it live. Definitely Welcome back favorites. to the Waffle House. The full song comes out July 27th. On yes. Apple Music, Spotify. Uh, no, SoundCloud only. Only, sorry, <laughs> just SoundCloud. So you can listen to it. Only the MVPs get that. Oh, you can listen to it for free. <laughs> I, I, I tried to get on Spotify and the others, and they're like, no. <laughs> you don't say that. You just say you're being exclusive for SoundCloud. No. <laughs> oh, or you just you can just keep listening to that like one-minute clip on the podcast. Just slap that on repeat and call it a day. Oh, man. Uh, So, you guys that were early tonight, you're incredible. Uh, And you got to see that very, very special treat. Um, But, man, we have one more exciting surprise for you, or at least Chase does. Yes. Me and my beautiful, amazing wife are expecting! Woo! Let's go. There is an amazing thing. Man, well, first off, RIP to any headphone user who listens to this in the future. Yeah, sorry about that. You 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 just got wrecked there. This has been been the loudest opener ever. That's what happens when we go live. But uh man, everyone who's on stream right now has got to be loving this. If you guys are so excited about the new size more being welcomed in, uh 
let us know in the chat. Put a little baby yes. emoji. Put some baby put emojis a baby in emoji there. In the chat, that would be fantastic. With the rock climber. If you love the Waffle House <laughs> song, put some waffle emojis in the chat. But man, there's no good way to transition from both of those things. Hard segue. Uh, hard segue. <laughs> We're just gonna get into what you guys that. came here uh, for tonight. That was a left turn, Gabby. That was a. <laughs> she was like hard right left. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Quality content only. Shout out to everyone who's made it through the first four minutes of this. <laughs> Y'all are the real MVPs. I can't wait to see the analytics on this. Um, <laughs> 90% of your audience dropped out at four minutes. <laughs> Gee, wonder why. Shocker. Wonder why. Okay, so uh, without further ado, guys, uh, we're going to get into our topics um, for yeah. tonight. We have got two incredible uh, topics for you guys tonight. Um, we are going to be talking about how to disagree uh, without losing your friends, uh, mm-hmm. and then later we're going to be talking about how to avoid burnout, which I feel like is something a lot of people... Uh, our feeling right now uh, it's a weird time um, in life but we're going to get into more of that later but um, how to disagree without losing a friend I feel like this is a huge thing um, especially like right now it's like yeah do you guys feel like there's this notion that if you disagree with someone it's like you hate them yeah it's especially today where there's like dare I say there's like no middle ground in conversation there's no like middle ground in terms of like where people stand it's either one thing or the other and if you don't agree with the person you're talking to you're just wrong yeah it's this like weird thing where it's like your truth is your truth but then everybody also has to agree with your truth and there's it's just no nothing makes sense and and to the same degree yeah like if they're not as passionate about it then (laughs) cut them out yeah, or you're being passionate about it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing, too. It's like, yeah, we're super excited over this thing, but not that excited because they're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm sure you guys, uh, everyone in the chat uh, and who's going to listen to this in the future, um, you've probably experienced this at some point in your life, uh, whether it's right now um, or you're going to face this. It's just going to happen. You're, you're going to have a friend. You're going to have someone that you're close to. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to marry someone, and you're going to be in a phase where you you disagree with what they're saying or with what's going on and you're going to have to speak up and you're going to have to have that conversation. So uh, what I hope that we can get out of uh, this talk tonight is hopefully you walk away with some tools on how to deal with that. So uh, what would you guys say? Uh, Just advice going out to young adults who want to disagree, but they don't want to lose the friend in the process. I want to say probably the first thing to start with is understand like a lot of like disagreements are like based around an opinion right it's hard to dispute like a well-known undeniable fact but i feel like most agreements start out of an opinion an opinion is very subjective to that person to the past that that person has to the things that that person has experienced so if someone says something that's in like stark contrast to what you feel or uh i guess a good example would be like someone may be like alcohol drinking alcohol is a sin someone may say no it's really not as long as you're not getting drunk like there could be different opinions like that right you and the other person could be like like aggressively against it and you have to understand that maybe that person was the child of an abusive father due to alcohol like there could be like so many different things that factor into forming that person's opinion that we have to like approach them like we're called to approach everyone which is with love and grace and I think that's like kind of the starting point for 
like how we're going to continue this conversation. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that, where a lot of these things that you see friendships or just acquaintances like dropping out over are not life altering things. Like it's not something where in the end it's really that big of a deal. Um, And I think something is we can almost like hold our opinion so close where it's like, if you disagree with this opinion, you're disagreeing with me as a person. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's not true, but we hold to it like it is. And I think that's something that we have to remember. Like if they disagree with us, they're not saying they don't like us. They're just saying they have a different opinion and vice versa. If we disagree with something they say, it doesn't mean we like cancel them and it's like, sorry, can't be your friend. Like, no, that's just something that you guys don't agree with on. Um, It's not the end of a friendship. So knowing also like where those hold their place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think if you're seeking to try to find someone that you are going to agree with on every single point and every single opinion you have are going to mm-hmm. be identical, I don't think you're ever going to have any friends. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're ever going to find somewhere where you can work at, and I definitely don't think you're ever going to be able to get married because yeah, it's just that's just not realistic. You yeah. know, it's just not possible. Even me and my wife have differing opinions on certain things. Like there are certain things we don't always agree on. But the things we disagree on aren't the crucial things. So at the end of the day, what what do those little things matter? Right. And I think that's the the core part of this conversation is what it really has to start with is, well, what what is it that we're disagreeing on? Because yeah. I think we can agree there are core parts uh, of our faith that it's like, man, we can't compromise mm-hmm. on that. We can't slide on that. We can dialogue about it. Uh, And just because I'm going to maintain my convictions, that doesn't mean that I hate you. That doesn't mean that I think less of you or value less as a person who's made in the image of God. But there are some things that we can't compromise on. So kind of like how Chase started out with, man, a lot of people disagree on opinion. I think we first have to decide and maintain, like, man, these are things that I cannot compromise on. And then these are things that for my own life, like I've decided I have to hold and maintain these things for my spiritual well-being. Um so if you kind of want some more context on that, I feel like we talked a lot about that in the legalism episode. Mm-hmm. So you guys mm-hmm. can skip back and check that out yeah, uh, after this podcast is over. Um, but yeah, I was just going to say like just a few things um, from Proverbs that I try to remember when it comes to community and then when it comes to friendships. Um, it's just <laughs> Proverbs 12.1 says, whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but whoever hates correction is stupid. Uh, that's literally straight out of the NIV. And, I, you know, the Bible's just straight up with you like, hey, if you're one of those people who can never be told that you're wrong, if you're yeah. one of those people who can never be approached by someone, like you're literally stupid. Yeah. You're stupid because you're turning away, I think, one of the ways that God wants to speak with you, which yeah. is through his church. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, some some of the best conversations you can probably have are some of the hardest, but you have to be open to it. You have to be like willing to listen. Even if at first you may not agree, you need to hear the other person out. You need to see where they're coming from. Because, like, especially if someone's, like, coming to you, uh, especially, like, with your inner group, like, your close friends and all, if they're like, hey, I'm noticing this trend in your life, like, why is that? You can't just immediately be like, well, you're wrong, and I believe what I'm doing is fine because of this. Like, you need to trust those people, You and you need to, and when you approach that person, you need to do it with the love of God first. And I mean, no one, I mean, except for the Lord is right 100% of the time about 100% of the things they think about. So if you're never open to those critiques or that input or anything, like you're never going to grow and Mm -hmm. you're never going to 
honestly like analyze or question things. And sometimes it's good to question things a little bit to really figure out like, what do I believe? Like, why do I believe this? What exactly do I believe? And is this something I just heard passively and like made it my identity? Or is this something that I know is true because of scripture? Yeah. I mean, what I'm hearing you guys say is like, it takes a lot of humility. So much humility. Especially to be a follower of Christ. Absolutely. And to be able to maintain healthy relationships, it takes a lot of humility because eventually you're going to disagree. And, uh, you know, Proverbs 15:22 is plans uh, fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. It's like, well, you need people, you know what I mean? And you need people to bounce uh, ideas off of. You need yeah. someone to bounce your desires off of. Hey, I, I, I think I desire to do this right now. I desire to take my life to this place. Like, what do you think about that? And that goes back to being able to put on that humility mm-hmm. and hear out whenever it's like, yeah, you probably need some correct. You need someone to check your crazy. You know, and we all need someone to check our crazy uh, every now and then. Uh, Another thing when uh, we were thinking about this um, topic is, you know, I was thinking of the person who is like only wants to argue like in Facebook comment sections. Oh, my gosh. You know what I mean? Like the person person who's like, I'm a keyboard warrior. Yeah. And there's just like, hear me out, guys. Don't don't swipe away yet. This this alone, I think, is worth the price of admission. Like, hear me out on this. Yeah. There's something about. Whenever we get online and there's a screen and the internet is dividing me and you and we're not face to face, that there's something that happens in our heart. It dehumanizes that person Mm -hmm. a little bit. And now it's just all about this is somebody to be defeated rather than than this is someone that God has created me to love. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this person who is always just seeking to uh, stir up uh, dissonance. Yeah. or stir up uh, problems, I guess you could say, online, and who's only seeking to argue. I mean, it makes me think Proverbs eighteen twelve: only a fool wants to speak their own opinions, uh, which is just like, hey, like, I don't care about dialoguing. I don't really yeah. care about what the truth is. I don't really care about what the facts is. Like, I'm just out here to air out what I think, and everyone else is wrong. And if you've been that type of person, like, man, I would encourage you to, like, you need to take a step back yeah. um, because, and you need to search and you need to examine uh, within your own heart because... Uh, you're not helping yourself and you're not helping anybody else um, that's around you. I I feel like it's a very kind of going into like a deep conversation, kind of tying it back to the statement about humility earlier, going into a conversation with the, I need to win this mentality is the last thing we, uh, we need to be doing, especially as Christians. That's the last thing we need to be doing because that is putting our opinion, our ideas, our thoughts above having like a solid conversation with this person showing this person love and humility which are the things of christ i feel like a lot of times especially when you have that like internet barrier up you can really just be like this person's just a text bubble and i know all these facts so let me prove why this person is wrong but at the end of the day like when you actually like get to sit down and talk to someone or even a phone call like you can get so much more out of a phone call because you can read the person's tone you can understand like where they're coming from you can ask questions that immediately and get an answer immediately as opposed to simmering on something and being like oh i can't wait till they text back and they're wrong and then i can say all these things like that's just not going to be productive for anyone 
Yeah, I mean, when Dave was talking about putting on humility, there's that verse in Colossians 3.12 where it says, those who have been chosen by God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and graciousness, bearing with one another and forgiving each other in love. And like, that's what we have to do is putting on that heart of humility, compassion, gentleness. Um, In 1 Peter 3.15, it talks about um, always be prepared to give a reason for the answer that anyone who asks you to give a reason for the hope that you have, but do it with gentleness and respect. And it's like, we are called to defend our faith in the sense of, I'm like awkwardly angled, sorry guys, um, in the sense of having an answer and knowing what we believe and why we believe and being able to converse. But it's also, they're not going to hear it if you're not talking with gentleness and respect and if they don't feel like they're being valued as a person. Um, and it's in those moments where we just spout off those facts, like you were saying, and we're just so passionate about getting our point across and being showing that we're right. Like that's not humility and that's not really trusting the Holy spirit to work in their hearts as well. Like that's saying that it's up to us to change them and to do that. We're going to hammer the Bible at them. It's like, no one's ever been converted like that. Yeah. I was having a conversation with, uh, I think it was chatting some other people on a podcast that I help him out with, with his foreign production stuff and all that. But me and this girl were, uh, Kenzie, we're going back and forth for a little bit. And like we, I forget who said it, but we came to the point in the conversation where we were talking about, uh, shoot, uh, evangelism. We're talking about evangelism in my apologetics class. And I think it was, it was either Gary Habermas or Ravi Zacharias but one of them made the statement along the lines of if you approach someone with nothing but facts and zero love, you can win an argument. Like if you study this apologetics books and know every argument inside and out, you can win an argument. But that person is not saved by you winning the argument. Mm-hmm. The person is saved by having a meaningful connection of the Holy Spirit, which you can be used for. And that, for me, was like a super powerful statement. Yeah, I think, you know, we just kind of in the context of our conversation, I know we're, we're being like super broad, so we're kind of bouncing back and forth between believers, non-believers, mm-hmm. having those kind of conversations. And I think that's 100% right. I think that also goes, you know, if you're talking to someone who isn't a believer, mm-hmm. um, man, super great rule of thumb. And then just no matter who you are, if you're just seeking, I think that same truth applies to, again, Facebook comment sections. I don't think anyone's opinion's ever been changed. No. Through a Facebook no. argument. I've never seen one change. Yeah, I think you just dig in further to either side. Uh, so it's like if that's something that you really like passionately care about and you want to, like I would just encourage you, like just like you were saying earlier, Chase, is like, you know, uh, try to have that conversation face-to-face, like if at all possible. I know it's COVID right now. I know we're like you're supposed to be careful about hanging out with people. Face so at mask least, to face mask. Yeah, at least wear your face mask. <laughs> Or at least do it on FaceTime. Yeah, FaceTime, uh, phone call, something. Yeah. Something other than a text bubble. Yeah, yeah, for real. And two, I think, like, you, I know I know, we're calling this conversation, uh, you know, how to have a disagreement and then not lose a friend. But the reality is, is, you know, if you're talking to someone who is a believer, I think what you have to do is you got to say, you got to bring up the issue and you got to say, hey, I think this is what the scriptures say. And here's the scriptures that I'm talking about. And I think this is what it's saying. And I'm asking you, do you think this lines up with your life? And if not, if you if you don't, you know, think that, like, can you explain that to me? Like, can you help me understand this behavior that I'm observing? And, you know, I will be real with you guys. That conversation, it may not always go, like, completely like flowers and rainbows, you know? Like, that guy might swing on you, you know? They might leave. They might get up. They might storm off uh, in that moment. They might come back later. They might not. But what you can't do is judge obedience based on the outcome. 
man, you judge obedience based on the fact that, man, we did what God called us to do. Uh, and you can't lose that way. Yeah, I want to kind of throw it back to a verse in Titus chapter 3, or like a section, the whole like first section of uh, Titus chapter 3 kind of goes into the statement of saying, uh, and it talks a lot about uh, controversy and disagreements, and it starts with saying, at one time too, remember, regardless of who you're talking to, we were foolish, we were deceived, enslaved by sin, giving in to the pleasures of the world. Right, we were all started there, but I love what it says. I'm actually just going to read it uh, straight from my little phone Bible here, just because I love it so much. Your Bible, my little Bible. That was the word I was thinking of. I was like, oh, what's it called when you push the words together? I can't think of it. Bible. <laughs> so here in my Bible, um, it says, uh, starting in verse four, but when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, who he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs of the hope of eternal life. And I just and then further on down, it says, avoid foolish controversies, genealogies, arguments, quarrels about the law, because these are unprofitable and useless. And then it also says to uh, warn a divisive person about the folly of their ways. Yeah, there's just some things not worth arguing over. There, There's some that are just not not having it. And again, I just think that takes, like, man, a strong dose of humility uh, to be able to say, like, you know, this is really not worth it. Like, this is just me being a fool airing out my own opinions. And I think it's easy to call other people out on that. It's hard for us to call ourselves out on it sometimes. Yeah. It's hard to receive it, too, because I think sometimes we think, I have the truth, especially in terms of Christianity. Like, I have the truth. I have the knowledge. You just need to listen to me because I know this thing to be true. But we have to understand that that's not the same for everybody. And even if it is, there are certain things even within that that aren't really worth the argument. They don't do anything for or against our salvation. They're just opinions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, again, shout out to the legalism episode. Yeah, that's a great episode. That's seriously a fantastic episode to go back and watch after this. Yeah. Or listen to after this. There's a, there's another thing uh, that I wanted to share with you guys. Um so there's some psychological data out there uh, that talks about this thing that we experience called the backfire effect. Uh, and essentially what that is is when someone challenges a core belief or a core value that you hold, whether or not that it's true or not, if you've held that for a long time, when someone challenges you on that, that actually activates the same fight or flight instinct that's within you as if someone like literally like shoved you. Uh, so And it's very hard to uh, recognize that because what immediately your brain goes into is I have to defend this into the point of death or I have to completely f- flee from the situation. So <laughs> <Run> disengage, <away. laughs> disengage from the conversation. Um, so, again, that's why I'm saying, like, gosh, humility, so, so important to be able to have any yeah. healthy relationships mm-hmm. uh, because especially, like, it's it's one thing, like, when people kind of call you on stuff that you're like, oh, yeah, you know, I kind of know I need to do a better job of that. Or, you know, I'm, I'm kind of slipping up in that. That's whatever. You know, I should, you know, be more consistent reading my Bible or whatever. It's a lot harder when someone calls you on like, man, like, you're a jerk. Or like, yeah. man, you're, like you're really creeping a lot of people out and you need to stop. And it's yeah. like, again, that backfire effect is going to kick in. And then that's your that's your chance. Like, man, what am I going to do? Am I going to seek to grow from this or am I going to seek to fight? Yeah. Uh, over this. And um, 
you know, or it's like, hey, like you're really causing a lot of disunity within our community by the way that you're doing X, Y, and Z. This is what I think the scriptures say, and I need to know like what you're thinking and and how you think this lines up. And uh, yeah, I also think too, like we, especially I know for like myself, I struggle to be like an extreme fixer, and I think a lot of guys struggle to be fixers. But I think that if you're on the receiving end of that conversation, be willing to like really, especially if they're telling you something like, hey, here's what I see in your personal life, your walk with Christ, whatever, something like that. Be willing to say like, instead of just snapping back and going to that backfire kind of response, just to meet, just be willing to say uh, or take a moment to be like, hey, I need to think about the things that you've said. I want to read scripture i want to pray out about it and can we get back to to each other on it because the conversation is going to go infinitely better mm-hmm. if you don't immediately get hot mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that again goes back to like understanding the concepts again of humility and grace but mm-hmm. i think that's something that can definitely be useful is just taking being like i know me and my wife do it where i'm very much the fixer i want to fix the problem now but she likes to take things and sit and mull them over and then come back together about it and that is how the communication and like issues with that work. And I think that can apply to like friendships and like having like big conversations like that too. I think that points out to a big thing where if you respond very like immediately when you're heated, your tone is not going to be very loving and kind. Um, And a lot of what you communicate is not necessarily the words that you say, but your body language and your vocal inflictions and all of those nonverbal communication signs. And so if you're able to calm down or cool down or spend a few moments in prayer asking the Lord to like, help me to calm down because I'm angry about this. Like you're going to be able to respond more level-headedly. Um, you're going to be able to respond with grace. You're going to be able to respond without seeming like if they disagree with you, you're going to tear their head off. Um, because I think the way that we talk about things is just as, if not more important than the words that we actually say. Yeah, for sure. Man, that's so good. Uh, you guys got any other final thoughts as we get ready to close out on this? I think we I think we've covered it really well. Yeah, I think this one got covered really good. I don't have any thoughts. I do have one final thought. Um, so I think for some of us, me, um, I don't like it when you know, like conflict or conversation or conversations that lead to conflict, those can be intimidating and you're like, I just want to keep the peace and I want everyone to like me and I want everyone to get along with each other. But like the Lord has told us that that's not going to be the case. Um, mm-hmm. Jesus in Matthew five tells us to be the salt and light of the earth and salt, um, it preserves like it's used as a preservative. And so we're called to be the preservers of righteousness in our areas. We're called to be the preservers of righteousness in our relationships and salt stings some. So like if people see you preserving their righteousness or if you vocalize that, like it's going to sting if they're not necessarily living in line. And the same, if you see someone living in righteousness when you're not, it kind of stings some and you feel a little attacked because the Holy Spirit's convicting you. Um, So just know that like, even if you follow all of these things, even if you are humble and you speak graciously and you speak, um, just with love, not everyone is going to agree and you might lose some friendships, but it's not necessarily because of something that you've done. But the Lord said like, they've hated me. They're going to hate you as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's okay. And it doesn't mean that you're not following the Lord if people disagree or if they Mm -hmm. do like tap out on a friendship after a difficult conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, what immediately came to mind is, uh, I think it's in first Peter and Peter is quoting from Leviticus and he's, uh, he's literally quoting the Lord and he said, you must be holy because I am holy. And man, holiness is both an individual and a communal mm-hmm. effort. Uh, it's an all hands on deck yeah, uh, activity. The Holy Spirit. Man, well, uh, gosh, that was great. Um, 
how are you guys doing uh, over here in the hanging chat? In there. Guys hanging in there. If you guys are hanging in, I need you guys to drop. Um, let's do some weather emojis. Drop yeah. your favorite weather emoji just because, I don't know. Why not? I, we I, have channeling your inner no, Scott Liverman. Yeah, channeling so, your yeah. inner Scott Liverman. You know man. what I mean? I, I think I'm a better weatherman, but just we'll just keep shirt. We'll just keep that between us. And my lips are sealed. The podcast and the podcast audience. And All the, of the internet. The, the live stream. <laughs> yeah, and everyone on these live streams. <laughs> and everyone on the internet. We'll just Man, keep it between us. We're dropping all kinds of uh, all kinds of bombs uh, on here tonight. So um, that was our first uh, topic for the night. Uh, so we're going to be moving on to our second one. Um, yes. I hope you guys are still hanging tough uh, with us on here. Um, but we're going to be talking about burnout. Um, so burnout's a very real thing. Yeah. Um, you can like do it with a really fast car. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can do it with a really nice lighter. Yeah. Burnout, man. <laughs> burnout. That's like, I feel like what happens sometimes when some of my roommates try to make uh, pizzas. Just burn out. They just burn out in the oven, man. Man. Sat, sat. It happens. So, it happens uh, to the best of us. Make sure you read the box before yeah. you put it on there. Read the and, box. Um, don't turn it off to broil. That's all I got for this one. <laughs> all right. Here you go. Welcome. Or thank <laughs> all you right, for, now for another song with Chase. Wow, he's actually getting oh, the guitar. I wasn't, I wasn't I wasn't I was <laughs> this was not planned. There's another song that's No, there's not. Okay, we're good. <laughs> oh man. Also at twenty eight minutes and forty seconds, that's when everyone else dipped out of the podcast. <laughs> the three people that hung on. They were uh, clinging on for dear life. They were life. clinging on for life. Like, maybe they won't do anything else stupid. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> you, you gave us it's too much me. You gave us too much credit. <laughs> Was that like a... I don't know. Oh, uh, for you guys that are not watching on the live stream, Chase just... I don't know. He acted like that. Scary, it was like the that, airplane thing that we do when we're like landing. Yeah, the topic. land the plane. <laughs> oh, I was thinking of the scary Patrick meme. <laughs> oh yeah, it's that one too. Yeah, just a good old scary Patrick over here. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> burnout. That's a thing. You guys just burned we're doing out it of, right now. Just kidding. Just burned out on this. But uh, I mean, yeah, I think especially it's like this is like the weirdest year ever um, to start with. Yeah, twenty twenty mm-hmm. is super weird. Um, and people are going through this thing where they're like, man, I've been kind of like on like work from home, which you would think would be more restful, but it's not exactly more restful. You got people who are essential personnel who are like, I can't work from home. Like I've been at work every day. Like work's actually been insane. It's been crazy. You got people who are like, I'm in between jobs. I'm switching jobs. I'm doing whatever I can to kind of survive right now. And then you got people who've been kind of plugging away at their same job, um, People have been laid off, too, during this. Yeah, and it's like, people are just, you get this weird feeling of, like, burnout. Like, I've been trying to keep my small group going, but we've been meeting on Zoom. We've been kind of meeting in person. I got half the people in the room. I got half the people on Zoom. Or it's like, I've been trying to watch church online, but it doesn't feel like it's the same. Mm -hmm. I've been trying to stay in the Word, but it just feels like it's not hitting me. Like, I just feel kind of like I'm just burnt, like I'm burned out. Um, and even before this, uh, you you might have experienced that. And I can promise you in the future, at some point in your life, you will probably feel some feeling of burnout. Yeah. Um, whether you hit that uh, fabled quarter-life crisis, uh, <laughs> except you hit it two years early when you're 23. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> Is that when you hit yours? Oh, I don't know if I've hit it yet. Maybe I'm in the middle. <laughs> you're right in the middle <laughs> right of your crisis. Middle. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I'm kidding. I feel like you're doing good, man. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. Awesome. I it was said from the outside that you've hit a crisis, so yeah. I don't know what it feels like on the inside for you. Yeah, honestly, I think 
when I heard Chase play that country song in the beginning, I thought maybe I should have been a country music star. <laughs> really? It's never yeah. too late. It's never too late. I Ex pastor it, becomes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it's too late. If you guys think that me and Chase should start a country band, drop that into the chat. Country for us. duo. Yeah, a country duet is, I think, what that's technically called, right? It's a duet. I mean, that implies that we're both singing, and from the 45 seconds of singing I gave them, we both know that's not happening. Chase can play the guitar, you can sing. I yeah. can literally. You country rap. I can literally only play Spotify. I have no <laughs> musical talent. <laughs> Anyway, that's okay. I can <laughs> yeah. auto tune that. It's fine. <laughs> so, if you hit your quarter life crisis and decide to become a country music star, you need to stop. Um, that's advice number one. First, just stop it. You're looking for a sign. That was it. This is it. This is this is the sign. This is the sign. <laughs> Don't do it. Uh, and then, second, I think like when it comes to burnout, is you got to take a step back and you got to look at all right, what is on my plate? All right, and then you got to identify those things. And then further past that, you got to ask, why am I mm-hmm. doing these things? Yeah. Why am I at this job? Why am I in this group? Why am I going to this church? Why am I, you know, keeping up with this hobby or doing the side hustle or doing this gig or contract or whatever it is? You got to yeah. ask yourself why. Because uh, one of the people I look to up or look up to a lot, uh, Todd Wagner has this quote where he says, burnout um, is not being committed to way too many things is being committed to the wrong things for too long. Mm. Um, and I think sometimes, uh, we can even be committed to things that are good, uh, and we can overcommit to too many good things. And that yeah. prevents us from being really great at one thing. Um, have you guys heard the, uh, phrase, uh, Jack of all trades, master of none? Yeah. Yes. So this is like the millennial like slogan where it's like, let's just be a Jack of all trades, master of none. Like I'm kind of like, okay everything but i'm not really like a master of any one thing because i can't commit to it for a long enough period of time yeah come on guys we can call ourselves out we can do it we can do it i believe in us don't swipe out on me on that one yeah um but you know what's funny is that quote i think it's actually ben franklin that said that but that's actually a misquote he said that you should be a jack of all trades and a master of one master of one thing so it's like you should be really really well-rounded in life, but like extremely good uh, at one thing. So that's what I'm saying is like, yeah. man, you probably got a lot of good stuff uh, on your plate. You might have some stuff that shouldn't be on there, but like, man, don't let that keep you from like the great stuff, like the great things that and stuff that you can't that you can do. Mm-hmm. So I know for myself, I went through kind of like when I was like coping with the loss of Walter and some other stuff like going on in my life, I was trying to like figure out how to cope with it. So my like mechanism was literally overload myself with stuff at the church to do. So it was literally, I think I had one or two days out of the week where I didn't have to do something related to the church, like maybe one or two days. And if I met people for coffee, I would line up a couple of them to just kind of do several and meet with several people back to back to back. And that would take up like part of a Saturday or like part of a Monday evening when I'm supposed to be resting. And like I was helping out with uh, students, helping them run their uh, tech team for Wednesday nights. I was doing small group, doing LYA, being in the praise team for LYA, being a praise team for York River um, and just like all these things. And if you take each one and look at it, it's not a bad thing. But the problem is I was doing too many things. 
And for me, it was literally just a mechanism to try to cope. And I eventually just completely burned myself out from wanting to do any of the things I was supposed to be doing. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, that's you saying, man, like, why am I doing these things? Like when you finally got to take a step back and say, why am I doing this? Oh, I'm doing this for an unhealthy reason. Yeah, I was doing it to cope. I wasn't doing it because I had like the intense passion to be, especially the one one thing that I dropped from that or the first thing I remember dropping from that season was uh Wednesday nights because I was like it wasn't that I had like I loved my time there I learned a lot from my time there but it wasn't what the Lord was calling me to you know the Lord wasn't like calling me to work in that season doing that thing the Lord was calling me to lean heavier into community develop a tighter group of like accountability and friendship and things like that that I needed to get through this time I couldn't do that if I was trying to run with the students like two, three times a week, you know? Yeah, and I, I feel like every single believer out there, whenever they feel like they had to pull out of something or they got to say no to something, there's always that little pit of guilt Yeah, that's within you. Uh, and you're like, I know that this is important. I can get my mind around that intellectually, but my heart and my emotion, it's just not there. Like, I'm just not, my heart's not in it. It's just not invested. Yeah. And the reality is, is like, I think what we have to accept is like, man, we're not God and we can't love all things. Like, we can't love all things, and that's, like, really tough, really tough. Um, But I think it's something so important for us to realize, like, our finiteness in that and, I mean, ultimately our need for the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and I know for me when I've been – there have been times when I've been overwhelmed and just burnt out with all the things that I've been uh, doing and something that I was talking to a friend, and I was like, I feel like I need to step down from this, but also, like, they don't really have anyone else to do this thing. And she was like, A, you're not God. And B, if you step down, then maybe that'll provide the opportunity for someone else to step up that the Lord has been working on. And yeah. so if you do feel that pit of guilt where it's like, oh, I feel like I need to do this just because they need an extra, they need someone there. But like, you're not fully in it. And, you know, we want our yes to be yes. Like when we say yes to something, we want to be able to be committed and, you know, work as if working for the Lord and not for men because we are working for the Lord. And if yeah. you're unable to do that because you're burnt out or your heart's not in it or you're just exhausted, then maybe it's time to step back and let the Lord put somebody else in that place whose passion is that and who can give 110% where you're only able to give like 10. Yeah. I know for myself, like I definitely saw like the community suffer within the small group for myself because I wasn't meeting with people. I wasn't being intentional. I wasn't like willing to like hear people out because I was just so tired and focused on the next thing that I had to do. So that for me was really kind of like, yeah, it just, me that. it just turned people into a task. Yeah, exactly. This is something I got to check off and get through. Exactly. Something I got to survive in, not something that I get to do. Yeah, exactly. It was just my entire like life had become just a massive checklist where I wasn't really thriving or passionate about anything that I was doing. Yeah, and I think, I mean, that's a huge soul check for a lot of us. It's like, man, yeah. look at your life and say, like, man, what stuff am I just trying to get through? Like, what stuff am I just trying to click off? Um and I think that's a big indicator of, man, this is where a lot of uh, my soul is getting drained out of. And I know something, too, that can be a cause of burnout um, is just a lack of spending time with the Lord or a lack of spending time with community that is pouring into you versus you yeah. constantly pouring into them. Because there have been seasons where I know I've experienced burnout, but it's not because of anything necessarily that I've been doing, but it's what I haven't been doing. It's my time with the Lord wasn't super intentional. I just kind of read through it and then... 
you know, was half asleep still. And so I wasn't fully processing or maybe I really wasn't engaging in community and I wasn't allowing people to pour into me. But it's like you can experience seasons of burnout where maybe you don't need to cut everything, but maybe you do just need to develop a new routine or a new habit um, or figure out a new way to be intentional with your time with the Lord or with others in community. Like, are you leading every single thing that you're a part of? You need to be poured into at one point. So there should be something where you're not the like main person pouring out Um, because we can't keep giving and giving and giving if we're not allowing the Holy Spirit to fill us up. Yeah. It's like even God rested. Yeah. Yeah. And he created rest like for us so that we would rest. Yeah. Yeah. Good good thing. Go back and check out that uh, self-care versus rest episode. That was one of our first episodes. Yeah. One of my favorite episodes. Super relevant. (laughs) Absolutely. I just always think back to the moment where I was sitting in Chick-fil-A with my mentor, Josh Page, and he was just like, I want you to repeat after me. No. (laughs) And I was like, no. He said, good. You need to use that more now that I know you can say it. Because I'm definitely one where, like, if someone, like, says, like, hey, can I have help with something? I'm definitely the first person to kind of, like, jump on the bandwagon and be like, yeah, I can help. And then people like my wife and I have some close friends that are like, hey, you know, you don't have to do that. You know, there's someone else that can probably do just as good, if not better job than you in that. Like, you need to take a rest. And that's something I'm still, I'm not very good at rest. But kind of to throw back to what you were saying earlier, Gabby, about um, burnout from not like pouring, having people pour into you or pouring into your walk with Christ. Um, I noticed that during quarantine, really heavy and I can't remember if I mentioned it on one of the podcasts here. If I mentioned it on one of the other podcasts I do, or just in a conversation, it's on the internet somewhere. It's all. It's probably on the internet. <laughs> Google this quote and you'll find it. Probably, <laughs> probably, but just about how my praise in my personal life kind of like died off when I wasn't doing praise and worship at the church every week. Which that's something that the Lord definitely calls me to. It's something I'm very passionate about, something the Lord has given me a passion for, and I love serving and leading in that way. But when Sunday morning stopped, like my daily practice kind of stopped with it. My Sunday morning, like true, like time spending with worship kind of stopped because I'm like, it's not the same as it is on the, you know, just watching it online, which I'm thankful we have it online, but it definitely like for me didn't hit the same. Yeah, because we can't we can't replace human relationships. No, you just can't. Absolutely and, not. And anyone else who's feeling like a lot of uh, burnout right now, I think you also get to ask, man, am I isolating myself from other people? Yeah. Uh, because that's where those other feelings of just like, man, I just I don't know how much further I can go. I'm just done. I'm just done. I'm just burnt out. Is like, well, have you been isolating yourself from other people? Like, have you yeah. been saying? Uh, yes to the wrong things instead of yes to the great things mm-hmm. and not saying no enough like Chase is saying or it's like I feel like you could be on the other side of it and it's like man I'm really not doing a whole lot of anything right now yeah. and I'm feeling a little bit burnt out how can I say yes to other stuff it's like well you haven't said yes to the things you should be doing <laughs> you yeah know? Well, that's a big thing I mean we're in such a society where we're distracted all the time like even during I bet during quarantine 90% of the people listening myself included was like I'm going to start a great habit during quarantine that's going to stick with me the rest of my life. I'm going to learn how to speak German. (laughs) (laughs) Was that your habit? (laughs) Yeah, and then everyone just wound up making bread. (laughs) That's what I did. (laughs) Or at least watching videos of people make bread on the internet, and then you kind of vicariously experienced it. Yeah, but it's just, I guarantee you, like the biggest thing you said was, I just need more time. I'm so burned out. I just need more time to develop this good habit. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah, if if anything, this proved that 
that is time wasn't our issue. Time was not our problem. It was misguided priorities. Yeah, and honestly, like I think a big thing that can uh, contribute to burnout is just. Oh, I don't know how to word this. Like, what's the word? But just you're distracting yourself with unnecessary things like social media yeah. and your phone and just like pointless little things like you could get so much done if you cut it out. I know there is yeah. a few weeks for me where I really decreased my time, just like even with my phone, answering text messages or checking like my work email when I wasn't at work. And it's like, you know, you can be so much more productive. So I think sometimes we get burnt out just by the clutter that's in our lives that's preventing us yeah. from really doing things that matter. Yeah, I think it's you got to pay attention to what you're paying attention mm-hmm. to. Um, Ooh, and it's like, mind- yeah, it's like mindfulness is like a big topic, you know, in secular culture. But it's like, man, like the Bible's had this cornered for thousands of years. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> um, take every thought captive. And, uh, yeah, I think that's so important that we get in that. And then, too, I think something that has always encouraged me thinking about burnout um, is from uh, Matthew chapter 11. Uh, This is verses 28 through 30. And Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary uh, and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Uh, I think probably the last thing we expect um, when we're feeling tired or we're feeling burnout uh, is for someone to come and say, uh, you just need better equipment. You know, I think probably what we would say is like, yeah. you need a vacation. You need some time away. Yeah. You need to, you know, you need to veg a little bit or you need to do a staycation or, or something yeah. like that. Um, but man, that's not what Jesus is saying. Is he saying like, hey, what you need is just better equipment to handle life. Uh, and that's yeah. what I'm offering you uh, is, is, a, is an easier burden, is a lighter yoke, is, is rest for your soul. Um, but that is found through following me. And I think what Jesus is saying is like, man, this myth of <laughs> the easy life where I just cruise through my nine to five because I found yeah. the perfect job and then I get off work and I go home and it's super restful and recharging and everyone's great. Uh, And we live in harmony. It's just not real. No, I mean, we're in a fallen world. We're sinful people in a fallen world. That idea of perfection is never going to happen. Yeah. And I think that's what Jesus is getting at is like, man, like what you really need is just better tools to be able to, uh, you know, deal with the stuff that you're going to face in life. And those better tools are found um, in following me and not just following me, following my way of life. Yeah, Yeah, because I know like when you go on vacation, like using that as the perfect example, you go on vacation, you're like, oh, I'm not going to think about work. I'm not going to do anything for a week. You feel great. You come back. The issues and the difficult coworkers are still there. The problems that were there before work are still there after work, if not worse, if you were a big like cog in the wheel at work with things going on. What you need is that like wisdom from the Holy Spirit, peace, understanding, humility, how to disagree with people. You know, all those things tying into how you handle your day-to-day at work, that's something that I've definitely been, like, struggling to do better at, I know, for myself. Yeah. What's interesting with that scripture, too, is right before it, Jesus is kind of combating the idea um, of the Pharisees' version of the law and how to be Mm -hmm. saved. And just this idea of you need to do more, and you need to do more, and you need to do more. And the Pharisees had made all of these rules about the Sabbath and what you could or couldn't do, and they were kind of diluting the gospel. Um, And Jesus is coming saying, no, like you don't need to do more things the right way. Like you need me. Um, and what a comfort for us who are feeling burnt out because it's like, we don't need to figure out how to do things better. We don't need to figure out how to do things on our own. We need Jesus. Like Jesus is our answer. We need to learn how to come to him and let him 
be the one that's leading us. Like when it says, um, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. A lot of times rabbis, their disciples would be said to like, take on their yoke. And so it's like, Jesus is like, be my disciple, like take on my teachings and learn from me. Um, and so I love that because he's saying the answer isn't you doing more better. Like the answer is me and you resting in me. Um, and I think that's what we all need is ultimately like when we get burnt out, our eyes have shifted off of Jesus and they've shifted either onto ourselves and whether we're like volunteering or like trying to do something to hide away or to compensate for something or we just do it because we feel like we need to do that to be holy or it's what we have to do because nobody else will do it or if we're burnt out because we're not spending time with the Lord or we're burnt out because we're not doing anything like regardless of what it is our eyes are not on Jesus and he's not what we're running after and who we're going to um and I just love that passage because he's like no like the answer is me like it's me yeah I think it's just you know if you're feeling burnout from Man, I'm just trying. If you think what Christianity is is you just being a better person, yeah. uh, or you being just a better version of you, or you being a more morally upright individual, like you're heading for burnout, mm-hmm. and you're heading for it fast. And yeah. if and on the other side of that too, if you've been that person where you're like, you look at work as like I'm just gonna pull myself up by my bootstraps here, and I'm just gonna suck it up, and you know I'm just gonna grind that way I can get ahead of everyone, and I'll just hustle, you know, and I'll hustle everyone. Like, gosh, you're going to burn out. You're going to burn out so fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, that's just not the way that God designed for you to live and exist. Like, man, like Jesus' dream for you is so much bigger than you just being, you know, a better person or a good person. It's it's you being spiritually dead and coming to life and not just true life or not just life, but true life and life yeah. uh, in its fullness uh, and joy and joy in its abundance and, and you being able to be a part of the new creation and be a part of being able to experience, uh, those little pockets of heaven here on earth and being able to show, uh, others that they can experience that too, and that they can move towards an even bigger, uh, and greater and eternal reward. Yeah. Yep. Man, you guys got any more closing thoughts on burnout? As we start to land the plane here. Land the plane. <laughs> this happens every time. <laughs> every single Not time. just because we're on video. No, it happens every time. But you guys are learning thing. all the podcast secrets. Yeah, uh, you see all of our weird quirks. <laughs> yeah. Well, what a great episode. You guys have got 1.5 uh, country songs. Yeah. <laughs> Even though one of them is just one word. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Some of you guys need to sing that. No. Yeah. The next time you feel like you need to volunteer or say yes to something and you know it's not, just picture like Chase just singing. Chase's no. voice no. is going to haunt you. <laughs> and you're going to hear that no. You're going to wake up in the middle of the night screaming, no. You're going <laughs> to hear that chord strike and no. Bling. No. No. <laughs> well, hey, That's so uh, it's been super fun hanging out with you guys. Uh, if you guys got other things um, that you want us to talk about, send those in to lya at libertylive.church. You can also message us on Facebook. You can message us on Instagram. Um, if you guys have enjoyed the live podcast, if you want to see more of these uh, while we're in our online season or even after that, uh, let us know in the chat. Let us know yes. in the comments uh, because we are here to serve you guys because we love you so dang much. Um, but man, what a fantastic episode. Fantastic episode. One for the books. The second voyage live, man. Well, it's been incredible. We will be here next time. Yep. I can't believe Chase is having a baby. Having a baby. <laughs> I am like, <laughs> man, I'm so happy. I just don't have words to put it into. Me too. Just a quick shout out to how amazing God is. Just to close this out. 
on my wife's medical chart, she was officially diagnosed with female infertility. So it's just a huge act of God to like allow this to happen. So definitely super thankful, super blessed for this moment. So bro, ain't no cap on God. Yeah. Ain't no, no cap on God, man. Someone please tweet that. Ain't no cap on God. <laughs> no Make cap. it your Instagram bio. <laughs> All right, we're gonna end the episode now. We love you guys so much and we are out. Thanks for listening to the LYA podcast. Liberty Young Adults is a ministry of Liberty Life Church in Hampton Roads, Virginia. For more information, check out at Liberty LYA on Instagram, libertylive.church, or check out our Tuesday night feed, The Voyage Podcast. Have a great week.